Hey guys, it's Jack from the Champions Playbook. These next three episodes are super interesting. We had Ryan from Monday Q Info come on the show and talk about what it's like from Monday qualifiers to make it on the PGA Tour. We had him over Zoom on the back porch of Franklin Bridge. So hopefully you guys find some of these conversations impactful and insightful to what it's like to qualify on the PGA Tour as a Monday qualifier. So I didn't know too much about it going in, and Ryan is super knowledgeable about everything, and his account has over 70,000 followers on Twitter. So make sure to go and follow him on Twitter at MondayQInfo, and hopefully you guys enjoy the episode. Here you go. playbook wow it's been i always feels weird kicking off the episode i always never know really like uh it always feels like it's been so long but it's really only been a week i know it's only been a week so but okay so this is gonna be a great great episode i think it's gonna be one that a lot of people are gonna be interested in over some of our other episodes so scott why don't you go ahead and kick off first of all who's on the phone and why this is going to be such a sick podcast. Well, and this is another reason why we tell people to come out to the back patio because we've got it live on Zoom so you can actually kind of interact uh, thanks to modern technology. Uh, but we've got Ryan French, uh, host of the Monday Q Info Twitter feed uh, where basically he follows guys trying to make it, and girls too, a little bit, trying to make it out there on, yeah. on, on the sure. big tours. And... Um, yeah, Ryan, if you'll uh, just kind of share with us a little bit in more detail about what you do, how you got started, and um, yeah, go from there. I mean, you've got what, close to 70,000 followers or just over 70,000? Yeah. Yeah, it's been a crazy ride. So, That's awesome. yeah, first of all, guys, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Uh, I appreciate it. Um, yeah, I'll kind of give you a quick rundown of how the um, account got started, first of all. Um, I played junior college golf and then thought I would walk onto a four-year school and quickly learn that there was a lot better golfers in the world than, than I was. So that was the extent of my playing career. Um, after college, my dad and I used to take a trip a year to go caddy on a mini tour. So that was nice. like our guy's trip. Um, it's like really unusual. Obviously, no one does it. Um, and these were back in the days when mini tours were really good. So. Uh, there was Hooters Tour down south, eGolf Tour, Canadian Tour prior to it being um, affiliated with PGA Tour. They were all like big, good money tours and guys hired caddies. So uh, we used to drive it when um, I had vacation and my dad had vacation and that's what we did. So it was kind of like insight into, I always say two things is like one, that, that pro golf was not as glamorous as, as people see on TV and two, like the talent level that the guys that are out there are, you know, how much, how talented they are talent that's not on the PJ tour. So, uh, fast forward many years, I was in the restaurant business, the caddy trips had stopped and, uh, our son had brain surgery three years ago. So I was running a group of restaurants and, um, three years ago he had brain surgery and I left my job. And the plan was to stay at home for a couple months and get him back to health and then go back to work. I started the account 
with zero expectations. Never thought like I would, it was never, never thought I'd be on a podcast, uh, on a patio in, in, uh, Tennessee. So like zero <laughs> expectations. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I was supposed to go back to work after three months and I have, I guess I'm at work now. I'm getting paid for this crazily enough. And, uh, yeah, after three, I mean, just like it grew fast and crazy and, um, for three, almost three years, like I didn't make money from it, but it was like growing and we were trying to figure out how to make it a business. And then, uh, yeah, it's been a crazy ride. I'm so appreciative of it. That's awesome. I, I think you have kind of a unique perspective, uh, being able to follow all that's going on. Um, if you'll share with people a little bit of like, what does a week look like for you? Uh, maybe a year look like for you? I know you've got some wonderful stories, people you run into, uh, some incredible stuff there, both on your podcast and on your Twitter account. But if you'll share with people that are just getting to know what it is that you do, uh, just share that with us. Yeah. Uh, so one of the questions real quick, where are you located? Yeah, I live in Chicago. Uh, I travel a lot now, but I live in the Chicago area. Um, and so... Yeah, a typical week is uh, here at my desk. Um, yeah, so I cover, I mean, there's a ton of uh, guys and girls, too, that, I mean, the mini tour life is uh, not great. There's not a lot of money in it. You need money to survive. And so I really tell the stories of guys chasing it. So in a week, like on a Sunday, I'll look at if there's a Monday qualifier, I'll look at the Monday qualifier field. Look if there's any stories. Um, now I write a story twice a week. I write a story about the Monday qualifiers, and then I write a feature article every week just about one of the, the guys or girls that's out there chasing you. There's, uh, there's tons of stories. Um, and, and the good news is, is I really don't have any competition. There's no one writing these stories, so I can kind of pick and choose um, what they are. So... Yeah, it's a lot of writing, a lot of making connections, uh, get a lot of information. There's a million mini tours in the world. There's a million guys chasing the dream of the PGA Tour. So I get a lot of stories from moms, girlfriends, caddies, agents, uh, anything. So uh, I spend way, way, way too much time on my phone. And um, <laughs> yeah, that's... I mean, look at a million scorecards, look at a million mini tours and try to chase down stories. That's kind of what I do on a week to week basis. Hey, Ryan, I got a question for you. First of all, thanks for coming on the podcast. And I guess getting, getting to my question here, I don't think a lot of people really understood the Monday qualifier lifestyle, especially as a, a mini tour player. And so I think one of the big things that, that made history uh, this year, especially with how much the game of golf has grown in the past year, can you talk a little bit about the uh, Justin Thomas, Michael Vizecki, I think I'm pronouncing his name correctly, yep. um, that relationship, what that weekend really looked like, um, and, and just how much that story really blew up um, kind of the, the, the stigma around Monday qualifying? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's been growing. So to give people some insight, I mean, uh, a Monday qualifier, so if you're a non-member, and we can get deep in the weeds on what a member is and those kind of things, but Michael Vilsacki is a non-member, so uh, he pays $500 just to 
enter a Monday qualifier. And to get real deep in the weeds on the PGA Tour, you have to get through a pre-qualifier. It basically weeds out guys who pay 250 bucks to thinking they can tee it up on a PGA Tour event, which they can't. So it weeds out those people. He made it through that, then got to the Monday qualifier. If you make it through the pre-qualifier, your reward is to pay $200 more to play in the Monday qualifier. So, um, so you, you include travel in that. It, it's basically uh, about $1,500 to tee it up at a Monday qualifier, depending on where you come from, obviously. But flight, hotel for three or four days, um, those kind of things. So, yeah, I mean, it's about a $1,500, 18 holes. Uh, and then it's four spots. And once you're in the Monday, I mean, there is no, there is no who's better, who has status, nothing. I mean, it's just... I mean, that's what I love about Mondays is in, in, in a tough terms, anyone, any regular Joe can tee it up in a Monday, in a Monday qualifier. You have to have a 2.0 or below, uh, to tee it up in a pre-qualifier. Obviously a two is not going to get through, but. And we're not um, talking about GPA. We're talking about your, your, your handicap. So, uh, yeah. Um, so anybody can, I mean, any, literally anyone can play in a PJ tour event. If you have a 2.0 or below, obviously you would need two lifetime, uh, uh, rounds, but that's what I love about it is there's no, I always say the same thing. There's no free throw contest to join the Los Angeles Lakers for a couple of days or a night, you know, and this is essentially what it is. So, uh, it's grown. Yeah. Michael Vilsacki is, is a great example of a couple of things. One, the talent that's out there. Michael's one, I think. 37 times on a mini tour called the West Florida tour. Um, wow. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's won. I mean, he's won a ridiculous amount of times that might be low. Um, but yeah, I mean, his career earnings on that tour is $115,000. And I think like he wins about three or 4,000 per win. So, uh, it's not, he's, he's a legend down there. So, um, yeah, Michael's just had some bad luck at Q school. I was following him last year in second stage on the 71st hole. He got a ball stuck in the tree, double bogey that hole missed by one. So, um, yeah, that's kind of, uh, Mike, Mike's a great example. So Valspar Monday, um, Michael got through in a playoff. Um, and you know, he, he's been a pro for seven years. He lives at home with his parents. They have kind of like given up their dreams in order to, for Michael to chase his dreams. And uh, he made a putt on the, I think, second playoff hole um, to get into the Valspar. And yeah, he called his dad and I had someone down there um, and he called his, his dad and, and the phone call went viral, obviously just like crying. And, and I think it's great insight into you know, what these guys go through and what it means to get through a Monday. And it obviously changed his life. It went super viral. Um, he was on Good Morning America. It was on ESPN. It was everywhere. And, um, you know, from that, Justin Thomas saw it and, uh, and gave him a check for X amount of dollars. I have found, but I've been, I've been told to keep it quiet. Um, <laughs> So to, I mean, it's expensive. So it's, it's about $60,000, uh, a year to play on mini tours 
basically entry fees, living expenses, ex, ex, and like you can't make it back unless you're, I mean, Michael might have made a little bit, but it's not like he was living very well, you know. So uh, these guys need money. And, you know, uh, Justin saw the video, saw that he was talented and gave him some money to, to go chase it. And, and it's, it's great because a guy like Michael, who is very talented and should and could be on the PGA Tour, often is limited by finances, so he can't do anything except for load up to Q school. And if he doesn't get through Q school, now he's got to wait another year for Q school again. So, uh, I mean, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome to see players give back. It changed uh, Michael's uh, path of his career for sure. Michael's going to head to head to Q school here in a little bit, but it's, uh, it was awesome. It's awesome to see players give back and it's awesome to see, um, Monday qualifiers get some attention. I will say is like stories like Michael have to almost <laughs> a lot of times during the year. That one just happened to be on video. Um, yeah. You know, there, there, there's a Monday qualifier that is teeing it up in his first Monday qualifier or his first tour event almost every week. So uh, it was a very cool moment. Just happens more often than people think it does. Yeah, one of the things I, I like to share uh, for perspective is um, in order to get through Q school, let's assume you have to go through that qualifying round of Q school and then you got three stages. That's the equivalent because you basically take 25 guys, roughly. Um, yep. That's the equivalent of finishing the top 25 in all four major championships because you have to play well on the right week every week. Like, if you play well the three days before and the first two days but don't play well the last two, like, there, there's just the statistical probability of even making it through is so low, and those guys are so crazy good. I like there's got to be some other routes to get in there because some of it's just a matter of luck getting getting in. And I've told yeah. people it's a lot harder to get out there than it is to stay out there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I always use Russell Knox as a great example of yeah. that, Scott. It's just like uh, Russell Knox, I mean, just stunk at Q school. That's all there is to it. Like uh, he missed that first stage by 19 once. I mean, he just like – and he Monday qualified into a, what is now the corn Ferry event, whatever it was at that time, nationwide event, finished second and he changed his career. But I mean, he was over five at Q school and Russell Knox was, you know, top at what time was top 50 player in the world. So it, like you said, it's, it's not about talent. A lot of those guys in Q school are super talented. They just got to play right on the correct week. Ryan, I got uh, one more question to you before we go to our Q&A, which we've actually had a few people raise their hands asking questions. Um, sure. Is how would you change the barrier to entry to getting onto the PGA Tour? Obviously, uh, Monday quals and getting through the stages of, of Q School, um, earning your Corn Ferry card, and then earning your PGA Tour card, it's, it's, a, lot of, uh, it's, a, lot of, it's a lot of tour. It's a lot of of time it's a lot of money personally talking about your thoughts how would you change the money game to make sure that we're not limiting the amount of talent that can make it on the tour just because of pure funding yeah i mean it's it's a easy answer and an impossible <laughs> solution uh i mean it used to be there was like too many tours back in the day right 
the Hooters Tour and the E-Golf Tour. I mean, I was looking back. David Skins is a guy who just got his PGA Tour card 16 years after turning pro. But he played on the Hooters Tour and played well and made $125,000. Obviously, that's before travel expenses and entry fees. But, like, you could make a living there. There is so many mini tours, and they are so fractured. And I don't blame the PGA Tour, but it's a result of the PGA Tour getting in the developmental tour game. So they have Latin American Tour. They have the Canadian Tour. And so that takes a lot of players to those places because they get corn fairy status if you finish in the top five. So now there's just fractured little mini tours all over the country, and you can you can never make money. You're like you're, You'd have to win every week in order to – like make make ends meet basically you have to have some sort of financial support whether that's family money or you have guys at the club who help support you or whatever um yeah i mean that the the answer is to get to one or two big mini tours in the united states but uh the odds of that happening are zero mini tours open like there's a new mini tour every week Awesome. Thanks for that answer. So, um, Ryan, we're actually going to cut this podcast right here, keep you on the phone, and then go to our live Q&A where basically me uh, or myself, Scott, and now you uh, get to answer some questions around golf. And I have, I have a, a, a few uh, hints that this is going to be all you on this one. So um, good. for this, good. Uh, do you mind shouting out where they can find you on Twitter and any other plugs that you want to add? Yeah, I mean, uh, you can follow, you know, Monday Q Info is my Twitter account. Um, my long-form stories will be on there, but they live on firepitcollective.com. Uh, Matt Janella and Alan Shipnick. Matt Janella worked at uh, Golf Channel Forever. Alan Shipnick, Sports Illustrated and Golf Magazine, now have their own media company. So I work for them. Uh, you'll find all my stories on there. Awesome, awesome. Well, we're going to wrap it up here from the Back Porch of Franklin Bridge. As always, remember to come out to the Back Porch at 6.30 on Wednesday. See, we have a pretty good crowd here tonight, so thank you guys so much for showing up and showing out. Um, for all of you who are listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, thanks so much. If you wouldn't mind going ahead and giving us either a rating, following us on Spotify, or if you're on Apple Music, go ahead and click on the Champions Playbook, scroll all the way down, give us five stars. We'd love for you guys uh, to be able to support the podcast. So as always, you can find Scott on Instagram at Golf, me on Instagram, the underscore jbeard. And from here on the back porch of Franklin Bridge, we'll see you on the next one. Peace. Thanks, y'all, for listening to this episode of the Champions Playbook. As always, you can find us anywhere that you guys are. So uh, make sure to check out Scott on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of the above. His Instagram is at Golf. That's two S's and two E's. So make sure to go and check out everything that he's got going on over on his Instagram page. Uh, as well as make sure you follow Franklin Bridge. Uh, Franklin Bridge puts out some great things as well, and we want to make sure that we support them because they support us. So as always... Feel free to come by the back porch of the Persimmon Pub at 7 p.m. on Wednesdays to come and listen to us talk golf. So book a late afternoon round of golf, and then afterwards, come on inside, get some food, some drinks. Uh, we got some specials going on. We had some $5 flatbread pizzas. We had some amazing chicken tacos, as well as drink specials going on all night long. So make sure to support the Persimmon Pub as well when you come out. We would love to see you guys. We do one episode and then a live Q&A and then another episode. So from 7 to 9 on Wednesdays, we hope to see you soon, and we'll see you on the next one. Peace.